Welcome to Tax Bites for Expats, the top tax tips you want to know as an expat. The podcast is here to help answer the common queries and concerns expats have when moving to or from Ireland. Complex taxes explained simply. We'll focus on the Irish and international tax issues to be aware of to ensure you save time, money and stress. Hi, my name is Stephanie Wickham from expattaxes.ie. You're listening to the Tax Bites for Expats podcast, the show that explains the do's and don'ts of income taxes for people who are moving to or from Ireland. Okay, so me again, just me today. And uh, what I wanted to talk about was something that is probably quite relevant to anybody listening to this podcast who is an Irish taxpayer. And that is the the tax credits and the tax mistakes that we see people making very frequently when they do their own taxes. Um, so if you are an Irish taxpayer and you have any interest in reducing your Irish tax liability, this might be an episode that holds some value for you. So I suppose it's probably worth starting by saying that if you are, for example, a US citizen, if you are a UK taxpayer or you're coming from somewhere like Australia, where generally we see that everybody must file a tax return, you know, that is not how the system works in Ireland. It's slightly different. And I think the easiest way to kind of describe the system in Ireland is to say that if you're a pay-as-you-are employee, you do not have an obligation to file a tax return. And so, you know, that would apply to the majority of people in Ireland who only have employment income that is taxed at source. But even if that is the case, this episode may hold some value for you. And the reason is because in Ireland, the tax system operates such that taxes due are calculated and they are then reduced by an individual's personal entitlement to tax credits. Broadly, what we'll see if we use the pay-as-you-earn employee as an example, they will have a personal tax credit. They will also have an entitlement to a pay-as-you-earn credit. And you may hear when the budget's announced, they generally tend to increase these credits year on year. um, And that will slightly reduce an individual's overall tax rate. But what we see commonly is that people don't necessarily check to see if they have an additional entitlement to tax credits that they can actively claim themselves uh, via their online revenue my account Um, and I suppose you know these additional tax credits can be taken advantage of in one of two ways they in some instances can be coded to your tax credit certificate what that means is if you for example have an additional entitlement to a credit you can have it added to your ongoing tax credits such that your payroll will take them into account. So when you're getting paid every month, you're getting slightly more cash in your pocket. Or at the end of the year, you can go in and add them to your tax profile for that year. And all things being equal, we'd hope that it generates a refund of sorts, depending on the quantum of the credit. So that's the first thing is, you know, Be conscious of your obligations to file a return, but be aware that for most people who are in employment and who have no other sources of income, there isn't an obligation to do a return, but there is always the choice to check that their situation is optimised. So then maybe to talk about some of the credits that we see as routinely available and yet routinely missed. Um, The first one that we see as being missed by a lot of people 
is where an employer is providing you with health insurance. So, you know, we see now, you know, benefit package, they can they can all look quite different, but it is common for employers to offer a group health insurance scheme. And um, let's say I work for you, you know, Dublin-based tech company, Dublin-based tech company provides me with health insurance that is a taxable benefit in kind so I see on my pay slip uh, it's usually described as BIK medical on my pay slip that is essentially me paying tax on the value of the health insurance policy that my employer has provided to for me it's not tax-free basically and you're paying tax on it um in those situations where your employer is paying the policy and you are picking up the tax cost there's a tax credit that a lot of people miss. So broadly, where the cost of the premium is a thousand euro for a calendar year, you're, and it's a Irish uh, premium, you're entitled to a tax credit of two hundred euro for an adult, up to two hundred euro per adult, and up to one hundred euro if the cost of the policy is at least five hundred euro annually for a child. A child being somebody usually under the age of eighteen. Um. So the reason why, you know, people miss this is because they, they don't realise that they have to actively do something to claim it. Um, so revenue will take the tax on the benefit, but they won't automatically give you the tax relief on the premium you pay. And I think this is probably a good point to say that if you have a health insurance policy that you pay directly yourself, I'm not talking to you because you are getting tax relief at source on the, on the premium that you pay. So in other words, if I go out, you know, in my own capacity and take out a health insurance policy, the tax relief has been given to me at source. There's no action needed in that front. I'm specifically talking where you're not paying the policy, your employer is, you're paying tax on the benefit of that. Um, so how do you do it? You basically need to make sure that your revenue, my account is active, you log in, and there's a specific section where you can include the cost of the policy paid for a specific year, um, you include details of who was covered on it, whether they were an adult or a child, and then revenue will apply a tax credit for the year in question. If you're doing this, for example, for 2022, we would expect that you would be entitled to a refund of sorts because what's happened is the tax that's been deducted from your salary on an ongoing basis hasn't taken into account this additional tax credit. That's one that me people miss. Um, the other thing that gets missed routinely is um, home care or tax credit. So broadly, and there's some great information on Revenue's website about this, about the different ways it works and the levels it works too. But without kind of going into that detail today, suffice to say, if you have a married couple, one parent is a stay-at-home parent and the other parent is working, it is always worth determining whether or not the home, home care tax credit is available. It was um, 1600 in previous years and I think it's been increased. But broadly now what we're seeing is that it reduces a family's tax liability. And I suppose given the cost of living crisis and how high Irish tax rates are, it's always worth considering whether or not um, the stay-at-home parent meets the conditions to claim that home care tax credit. That's the one that we see routinely missed. That can be coded to your tax credit cert as well, or you can go back at the end of the year and claim that nice refund of taxes that have been withheld from the other spouse. Obviously, we're assuming as well that this would be in a situation where you're jointly assessed on revenue system. Um, 
on the point of joint assessment, you know, it often comes up when people are moving to Ireland. Should we be assessed as a married couple? Should we be assessed together jointly or separately? So generally what I say to people is there's no disadvantages uh, that we see for being assessed together. Um, It generally allows you to take advantage of any tax advantages that arise because of certain life events so for example if you're jointly assessed um, it allows the married couple to share certain personal tax credits automatically um, if one spouse doesn't have enough income to absorb them all for example but there's no requirement to be jointly assessed that you, you can elect to be assessed separately as a married couple um, but again the question would be why is there any reason to do it broadly we don't uh, see it commonly that people would have an advantage for not being assessed together Um, and that life event of marriage is one that does warrant consideration as well and we would generally say to people you know in the year of marriage uh, a married couple must be assessed separately um, on, and the subsequent year they can be assessed jointly but for the year of marriage it's always worth going back and just checking to see whether or not there is any advantages to joint to uh, lodging a year of marriage claim which is essentially a flush through of any tax benefits that arise from joint assessment from the point of marriage onwards um, and again some great information on revenues website about how to lodge a year of marriage claim and um you know this is where individuals coming to ireland do well to have pps numbers and an active my account so that they can go in online and make any changes directly electronically through revenue system to the extent that this is done now revenue have a real-time pay-as-you-earn system and this means that changes made in your MyGov account should flow through in real time to your next payslip, uh, depending on when your pay run is and when the change was made. But it's, it's essentially a real time system. A few other things that, you know, kind of come up, people are more familiar with, but it's worth mentioning is, you know, to the extent that your health expenses or non-routine dental haven't been reimbursed by a health insurance policy, it's always worth just maintaining, you know, I always say to people, keep a Google sheet document um, save your receipts tot them up and you can lodge these claims via revenues account or add them to a you know a full form 11 tax return at the end of the year um, there's quite a list of you know you know most medical procedures are covered and anything that's non-routine dental is covered um, revenues website goes into the definition of what you know routine dental is and and we would always review clients uh, files to make sure that those expenses haven't been claimed in error and then the other one would be remote working expenses Um, and you know usually the message around this is we do see remote working is not necessarily as common as it was during the pandemic it's definitely becoming less common but where an individual is working from home there is a small entitlement to claim a percentage of the costs related to uh, broadband and electricity and in honesty it, it rarely translates to a large repayment of tax for any client uh, but where we see people potentially in a financially better situation is if the employer is pro- pro- providing them with a, a daily payment um, which is 320 per day 
they can be paid by the employer tax-free. And though that 320 is designed to cover the costs of working from home, paying their own broadband, electricity and things like that, uh, that generally tends to give a much better financial outcome for an individual. But of course, the employer um, is now covering that cost as opposed to the employee uh, covering it themselves and taking a small tax deduction at the end of the year. So there are a couple of things that we generally see um, people missing. I would always say to people who have questions about their tax situation, um, there's some good online calculators that will let you plug in, you know, your your income and get an, an estimate of what your, your take home pay is or should be. And you can usually add the option to kind of add some tax credits there to it, you know, run it with the tax credits, run it without. And it gives you a really good example of the value of, um, of certain credits to you personally, because it will be different depending on your circumstances, your level of income and whether you're married. And obviously then the many, many tax credits that we haven't listed today. Um, but there is some great information on Revenue's website and it's always worth having, throwing your eye over that to see if there is any of them that you would meet the conditions to, to apply for and having those applied either against your tax credit certificate or claiming it, them at the end of the year. So hopefully that's been helpful. Um, as always, drop us a line, info at expat taxes.ie if any questions we always are really interested to hear topics that are uh, you'd like to hear about um, and in upcoming episodes one of the things that we're going to be focusing on is talking to people who've made the move back to Ireland and asking them to kind of step us through how that journey was for them and um, the pros and cons of returning to Ireland from overseas or moving here for the first time um, because I think when we speak to clients as well as the tax issues those things are topics that people are always keen to hear about when they're planning and navigating their move back to Ireland. So we'll talk to you soon. And as always, thanks very much for listening. Thanks for listening to Tax Bites for Expats. Please do leave a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast. And as always, remember to take professional tax advice specific to your personal circumstances before acting or refraining from action in connection with the matters dealt with in this series. The material in this podcast is intended to give general guidance only.